Welcome to America's Web Radio. This is your host, Chuck Cook. Hopefully, Rocky will be joining me in a little bit. I think he had... Uh, actually, you know what? Rocky's got court today down in Stewart. Lovely, delightful uh, Stewart, Georgia. Uh, oh, David, things have happened in the last week, haven't they? A lot of things have happened, and I, I you know... Uh, I know that... You must be excited all, about them. All good attorneys uh, like yourself had to have taken a uh, constitutional course, one or two at least, uh, in your... You, you, one is required. You may take another one, but one the Constitution required? permeates a lot of courses yeah, in law yeah. school. But, but uh, I, I, you know, I never taught it though. Pardon me. I never taught constitutional law. The uh, you didn't. No, no. As our president did, but you I did weren't not. a professor at Harvard like some folks. Well, he, I don't think he was at Harvard. I think it was University of Chicago. I think I, or, University you know, of Chicago. I and I don't really think the person we're talking about was really and truly a professor. I believe he might have been a. Uh, Teacher at best. But well, I mean, well I, I will tell you, the law school adjunct professors are we're just teachers, right? And right. Uh, we get paid nothing to do, to do that. But, I, uh, but I, I do have a question for you, and I and would like to. Uh, I don't know what you had planned for the show, but I'd like to at least start. I, I know you have. I knew you were going to have a question about this, so I figured I'd better. I better get ready for it. Okay. My question is, and and I and correct me if I'm wrong, but Obama has been. Uh, beating on his chest that he's going to come out with an immigration policy. And even back a couple of years ago, uh, he acknowledged the fact that he could do a lot of things with his pen and his telephone, and he could he could do things, as have some presidents in the past. Many presidents, actually. Reagan, Reagan and, and Bush, Bush and, and so forth. Clinton, exactly. But the fact of the matter is, it is policy, not law. And, Correct. Correct. Um, you are that, absolutely right. That can be overturned by, by the law. next by next well by the next president. I mean, obviously, no president is going to sign a bill that overturns his policy. Right. So, effectively speaking, yes, Congress can overturn anything, but the president doesn't sign it. But and they don't again, have a veto. They don't have a veto-proof majority. Yeah, it's it's effectively again, the next president. If if it requires money, they could abstain from financing it. If again, if the president signs the bill that stops the money from being spent, see this is a great check and balance in our government. Being a constitutional non-guru that I am, I do remember <laughs> my my schoolhouse rock uh, and uh, about the checks and balances. Congress can pass any bill they want. The president doesn't sign it; it's meaningless. But no, if he passes or not passes, if he puts in play a policy that requires funding. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a bill to fund it, does it? Doesn't it just take the uh, well, you have to, first uh, strings of, of the House? No, it requires a bill. I mean, it ha- everything that comes out of the House must pass the Senate and then must be signed by the President. Uh, these continuing resolutions that you are so in love with, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, they have been continuing the budget from, I think, like 2008 or 2009 or something like that. So it's just that money that's keep getting re- Okay, do that again, do that again, do that again, without looking at where it's going. Some programs disappear over time. That money st- is still allocated for it. It's allocated to the Department of Justice, for example. Well, we couldn't spend it for this. We don't do this anymore, but we can spend that money on that. Uh, so the, the reality is, yes, Congress controls the purse springs, but only in the context of the entire Congress passing it and the president signing it. Uh, I mean, are you alluding to the fact that Obama may do something by executive order, which would then require funding, which, which Congress won't provide, and therefore he can't do it? Is that kind of where you're going That's with that? That's what I was asking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a great point, except you're missing one important thing that I think you know about, but you've kind of misplaced in your in your, in, in, in your past. Uh, who pays for immigration? I do. No. <laughs> the immigrants do. Immigrants? USCIS is self-funded. 
It's all self-funded. It's self-funded. Not the, not the deportation side, but the USCIS affirmative side, all self-funded. That's why it costs $680 to apply for citizenship in the United States and not $35 for new year driver. If you were paying the actual cost of your driver's license, do you think it would cost $35? No, it would be. No, it would cost $250 because they have to allocate but six, leadership. Six, if you look at it the other way, $680 is a hell of a deal. Well, for what you get in return, but the reality is it's not because you're paying for gross incompetence of the agency that you're dealing with. Uh, but at the uh, same time... You can say that as a taxpayer, too. I can't say that's a taxpayer. Uh, and so what, what we're dealing with here is a situation where Obama is going to create uh, a, uh, um, a, an executive system uh, under the authority given to him by Congress, which we talked about in our last show, and he's going to pay for that not by c- tax dollars, but by user fees. Uh, for example, the DACA kids, all these kids that okay, got work Okay, cards. let me ask you. Yes? Uh, you said that. Okay, so we're talking this, some number on here, 5 million to 11 million or... Well, oh, there's probably only 3 to 5 million that would benefit from what he's talking okay, about. Okay, so 40%. that 5 million to do anything has to pay $680 to... Uh, no, 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 that, no, no, that money is if you want to apply for citizenship. I'll give you an example. If I am applying for an H-1B work visa... My employer is applying for this, $2,320. If I'm applying for a green card through marriage, $1,490. If I'm applying for to replace my green card because it expires, 10 years, I gotta, it's like a driver's license, you had to renew it, $450. If I'm applying for naturalization, 680 If I'm applying for DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, which is basically a work permit. It's really all. It's a background check and a work permit. $465, uh, which is the reason why many people haven't applied for DACA. Now, my guess is that whatever Obama is going to do here, and we'll talk in detail about these three things that he's put out there. But uh, Well, actually, there's ten things, but three things in particular that impact most people. Uh, you're talking probably in the neighborhood of, I'm guessing, a fee between 1000 and $2,000 to pay for it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, maybe it'll be lower, but I doubt it. it let me ask, is it by law Im- that immigration is paid yes, for? Yes, congratulations. Again, Congress put themselves in this position. If they wanted to be able to control the purse springs of immigration, they should have paid for it. But they don't. Uh, so it self-funds their own agency. So how can, how can a congressman get up and say, well, we'll be able to stop him, we just won't fund it? Wait a second. Are you asking me how a congressman could be stupid and ignorant of the law? That was your question, right? Effectively correct, right? Well, we got a president. I'm shocked. There's gambling going on here. I'm shocking. It's gambling. I don't know. Care if you're or why there's gambling going on here. Congressmen don't understand the law. That's quite clear. Now, some of them do. I was listening to a very uh, intelligent conversation this morning on Morning Joe from a Republican congressman talking about the, the pipeline bill that's going to come for a vote tonight. Uh, and he was terrific. Mean, he knew the stuff. He knew this. He knew that. I was very, very impressed. It, there are very few congressmen that can talk intelligently about immigration because they don't understand the rules. Uh, the rules that they made and then the rules been made by the executive branch. Um, but the bottom line is this. At the end of the day, this pays for itself. Now, there are some things in Obama's plan that will go over that do, do require funding, but they have nothing to do with helping people. They have to do with enforcement. So if they're going to say, we're not going to pay for this bill, okay, we're not going to pay more for enforcement. So Obama's he's got them by the... 
the the the, the shorts. Yeah, yeah, the shorts. And uh, he's basically said, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm also going to increase border enforcement. I want to give I want to give higher pay to ICE agents. Yeah, we're not going to fund that. Oh, so you're against immigration? Refor- you're against immigration enforcement, right? So at the end of the day, um, he 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 has put together. I mean, these are not stupid people in the White House. This, and and people well, ask, well, why got, do you think he's doing this now? They got rid oh. of the one called Gruber, I think. Oh, that was. There's a new verb. It's called Grubering. Yeah. When you make an idiot of yourself on national television, you've Grubered yourself. Um, that was great for the morning Joe this morning. It was very funny. Um, Another another mishandling of, of the public by the White House again, how they handled that. I should have come out and said, a man's a very smart guy, he put together a good plan, but he's a moron, and we, and we condemn his remarks. Thank you very much. I walk away. What's the next topic? Instead of saying I never heard of him? Yeah, exactly. Never Dude, you, you said he was the greatest thing since the invention of sliced bread six years ago. I mean, I don't remember everything I've said, but I remember most of the stuff I've said. Dude, I would probably say, did well, I say when, that? Yeah, know, I was wrong. It's like this show. You know, it's being... Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be used against me when I run for office, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so well, we'll, you have to delete all these, David, right? Well, we'll, we'll pull this out in six years. Or in six years yeah. when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm president, right? But, I can't believe you said this on you said by the short hairs on the little one. <laughs> so you've got a situation where this legislation, uh, this, this uh, bill, or this, I'm sorry, take a step back. What, what, the bill and legislation to unfund what Obama is going to do by executive order is meaningless. Now, there are some aspects of the USCIS that aren't funded by tax dollars. That People that work in Washington, D.C., like the director, they're paid, they're, they're paid by, by, the, by Congress. I would love for you to defund them because <laughs> I think they come up the works more than they help. Uh, but at the end of the day, if, you've, if you can take several million people, identify them, get you to give them their address their phone number, their email, their fingerprints, and their picture, so you know who they are, doesn't that make America more secure? And what do they want in return? What do they get in return? They get to work for two years, legally. Oh, and you've also ensured that they've paid their taxes. You run a background check on them. You verify that they have uh, okay, no criminal convictions. Who pays for that? The, they, yeah, the, do. Yeah, they do. That's part of the fee. Okay. Yeah, because the, the, uh, you run the background checks. Now, David, they aren't going out sending a private investigator in every house. You understand that, right? I know you're shocked. But they do, they do fingerprint checks, and fingerprint checks are remarkably accurate. I mean, there's some inaccuracies, but they're remarkably accurate. They know who people are. Plus, facial recognition technology, David, today. How do you think the Georgia Department of Driver Services finds people who lied about their licenses 10 years ago? Because they run facial recognition. Uh, use fake names. That's how they do that. So not, there, there is so much benefit that comes to society uh, as a result of um, uh, this type of action uh, by bringing people out of the dark uh, and into, into the light that uh, it, it far outweighs any concerns about, uh, uh, about well, I can't even figure what their concerns are at this point. He, you know, he's disobeying the law. Well, how? You and Tom Price are big buddies. He's, we are. He's We're tight. Representative. We're tight. I'm sure he's going to vote to defund uh, it because he doesn't understand that either. Why, you know, if I didn't know you well and if we weren't friends, yep. and, and we are, I don't tell I think absolutely that, that we are, but, David. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> what you're saying and what you've said over the years is 180 degrees What's from what's heard on on. Any station, most most stations, absolutely. It, it doesn't matter whether it's mainstream or Fox or you know I don't care who it is, and and everybody's beating their 
fist on the table saying, mm-hmm. well, they're going to take jobs, and we can't give five million. They're going to read our Bibles and eat and our dogs. And uh, they're doing, you know, it's like, in well, here's your what opinion, gets- why is the truth, your truth, and and it can't just be you. It's got to be other immigration no, attorneys. That, people that tend to agree with what I say that understand the issue. Yeah. So why is this so well covered up? I, you know, well, I David, I think I think it's broader than that. Okay, so you have a pretty good understanding of immigration law after all these years. What six, seven years yeah. in the year? Okay, you have a pretty good understanding of immigration law. Um, now, there's other areas of law I know nothing about. When do I get my diploma? You, you, you're pretty close. You know more than most of the people that, grad, that take my law school class when they're when they're done. Um, Think about the areas of law that we that I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about health care. I don't understand Obamacare. All I hear is what they put on the press and what's on the what each of their talk shows they put out there. But I haven't taken time to study it. And and, and David, if the same rule is true, that generally speaking, issues are grossly oversimplified, overreactionated, and overpoliticized from what they really are and what they really do, and you know that's true in immigration. Then you also know it's true on health care. You also know it's true on the environment. You also know it's true on unemployment. So it makes you concerned, doesn't it? What don't I know? Let's take a break here on the Immigration on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano, o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the Immigration Hour with Mr. Charles It's great to be Cook, back, Esquire. I, 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 these are the days I remember you, you and I together. You must be going to court today. You're all prettied up. You uh, I'm actually court. speaking at Emory University tonight on immigration issues, so uh-huh. I have to look good. And you never know when a reporter wants to talk to you and you've got to you know, lay, lay the truth out there about something, yeah, which we'll get to a bit later on the show about Georgia. <laughs> um, but, David, I want to go over the 10-point plan. Now, here's the deal. The White House says... Uh, we have uh, we have no idea where Fox News got that uh, got the memo that they, it's just all made up. We've made no decisions. We we really know nothing about nothing. Uh, let's ask Mr. Gruber about that. Um, <laughs> and so that that's really what they said because we've gone to them personally and said, "What's the deal? Why haven't you told us about this?" Oh no no, no there's nothing. Blah, 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 blah. Fox. This was released in my his my. This is Chuck's theory. This was released to Fox News on purpose. Fox News first. Why? David, as a trial lawyer, 
somebody's done lots of trials and lots of court hearings, uh, one of the things you learn about your client's testimony, if there's something bad about your client uh, that needs to get out there that could really hurt your case, you want to do what's called pulling the sting. In other words, you want to get stung first. You want to be the person that asks your client that question in a controlled environment rather than letting the opposition, the government prosecutor, ask that question. Because by the time he asks it and you haven't said anything about it, it's, it's just, oh, my gosh, this terrible thing happened. But if you pull the sting, it's, oh, yeah, he already, you know, he already addressed that. Go on. Go to the next question. Objection asked and answered. Um, and this is, this is, I think, this is the Obama administration's way of pulling the sting. Put it on Fox News at first. Now, I saw this. I was in Argentina on Friday when this came out. Uh, and uh, uh, they were two hours ahead of us. So I actually saw it before anybody woke up here because I put it up pretty early in the morning. The Obama 10-point plan. Then, several hours later, the New York Times wrote an article about it. And then the Washington Post wrote an article about it. I'm not necessarily in that order. But, um, but it was Fox News that was released to first. There is no doubt that this was intentionally done to say, okay, what ideas are good? What kind of reception do they get, and what are bad? Politicians and, and uh, the White House has done this for generations. They always do this. So let's talk about the 10-point plan, David. And there's the thing about these 10 points is that some of them people are absolutely going to agree on. We should do that. Why haven't we done that before? Others will say, oh, he's usurping the law. Now, last week, David, we talked about the legal reasons why he could act. You know, and it's it, it, clearly he's allowed to act. I mean, that you said two, two years ago he well he, he told he couldn't. Well, you know, he didn't understand the law either. Although I think he was lying at that point. Um, I think he thought there was more at stake. At this point, let's take a step back. Does Obama have anything to lose by doing this? Nothing. Do you think a Republican Congress is going to work with him on immigration reform that he would sign? No, of course not. Because in the in the Republican GOP in the House, the tail wags the dog. So, yeah, you, right today, there are 50, maybe 60 Republican congressmen that would support the immigration bill that passed the Senate. So today, literally, if they call the vote today in the House on that bill, it would pass. No doubt about it. So why doesn't Maynard do it? Because the tail wags the dog. And it's really that simple. Um, so uh, he comes out with these templates. My first plan is this. Uh, back, remember DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals? He's going to, and he set a date on that. He said, look, you had to have been in the U.S. On, in June 2007, and you had to have been here under 31 in 2012 as well. Well, he's going to move that date, the 2007 date, to 2010. He's going to move it up three years, or two and a half years. Um, and that would allow another, you know, the estimate is 300,000, I'm thinking really 100,000 people to apply for DACA. Again, what do the kids get with DACA? Do they get anything other than a work permit? They get nothing. I had a call this morning, by the way, from a young woman that I go to church with. She has DACA, wonderful, intelligent graphic designer. She was so excited because she just got a job with a Fortune 500 company in their graphic design department. She was so you could hear in her voice. If she didn't have the work permit, she'd be waiting tables. I mean, so there's, there's a real huge economic positive impact and a societal impact that comes from this. So this is not a bad thing. But again, he's not giving people status. He's saying, okay, you're not illegal anymore. We know who you are, and you're going to be good, okay, for, till, till at least I'm not president anymore. Okay. Picking a number, whatever yep. it is. You said 3 million, whatever. Well, no, I said 300,000. 300,000. And I think it's really 100,000. Okay. But in his, in his thing, whatever the number is, is sort of 
how do we know all of those people are going to raise their hand, show up, sign up? Well, they're not. That's why I said they estimated 300,000. I'm estimating 100,000 because that's what happened in DACA. A third of the people applied. You know, they can estimate all they want, but the reality is if it's too expensive, it requires evidence they don't have, they're not going to apply. Or they're afraid they're not going to apply. So then they're still subject to deportation. Absolutely. They're just like everybody else. You get caught, you get picked up, and you get deported. Obama is not stopping the deportation machine that deports 1,000 people a day. He's not going to stop that machine. Uh, that he's going to increase that machine, and we're going to get to that in a second. So the second thing he wants to do is allow for uh, deferred action for the parents of U.S. citizens and permanent residents, and even perhaps kids who have DACA, maybe. Again, this is basically just expanding deferred action. Now, this is the 900-pound gorilla. Um, supposedly, this would include like 4.5 million people. I'm guessing 1 to 2 million might apply for this. But again, if you can get 1, more, one to 2 million people out of, the, out, of the, out of the black market economy, get them into the regular economy, paying taxes correctly, working, uh, living their lives above board, how does that help society? Oh, my gosh. It makes them so much more productive in their day and, and establishes a real calm in their family. Uh, I'll give you an uh, interesting thing about this. Uh, an actress from a show called Orange is a New Black, it's a big thing on you know, Showtime or something like that. Uh, the actress on there who plays uh, a woman in prison, uh, Latina, her parents were deported when she was 14 years old. She was born in the United States. So her parents were deported when she, her parents and her brother brother were deported when she was 14. She stayed. She's now an actress on a big TV show uh, today. She talked so movingly about the impact that had on her life and her family's life. To be literally, she literally was at school and she came home and her parents were gone. I mean, can you imagine the mental anguish that, that causes on kids? And 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 they asked her in the interview, "Well, is this something you've never talked about before?" Oh, we talked about it every day. Every day I went to school not knowing whether I would come home, my parents wouldn't be there. So it's really a remarkable thing to do this because it takes that off the table. Uh, now, uh, it's interesting. Jeff Sessions from Alabama said that uh, immigrants would simply lie in order to create criteria for the program. Uh, and uh, then he said millions will be entitled to U.S. privileges, including health care. That, that's just a lie. I mean, it's just literally not true. Um, the immigration has become, become, gotten very good at fraud detection, mostly because of the technology age. Uh, back in 1986, there was absolutely fraud in the amnesty program, particularly in the legalization program that followed. Absolutely, there was fraud. But you know what they're doing today when people naturalize? They're catching that fraud and taking those green cards away. Uh, so the reality is that concern, I think, is completely off the table at this point because immigration has a robust fraud detection unit that will take as long as they feel they need to take to determine there's no fraud involved. Now, do they miss stuff? Of course. People lie to take government benefits in every category. Everything across the, every, anything across the spectrum the government does, is there fraud? Yeah. Do they do a good job at catching it sometimes? No. But I'll tell you, in the immigration context, they do a better job than most. And that's not a concern I have. Uh, now, here's the next thing they're going to do. Prioritize deportations for serious criminals. Everybody here who objects to that raise their hand. Nobody's objecting to it. So therefore, nobody objects to it, since all the good people are here. Uh, so basically, going after people, including gang members, his, his favorite thing is gang. He must not like. He must have got kicked out of a gang or something. Um, gang bangers. Um, so they're going to prioritize enforcement for people with criminal convictions, real serious criminal convictions. That's felonies, right? Misdemeanors probably not so much. Although some misdemeanors are still aggravated felonies, like shoplifting. We got to get most shoplifters out of America. Who's going to argue with that? 
Now, to prioritize those who need protection, they don't need any money. They need no money to do the first thing. They need no because that's going to be self-funded. Prioritizing criminal aliens, they already do that for the most part. That doesn't require any more money. In fact, they're going to have more money to do that when they're not picking up mom for who's arrested for a taillight violation. So it's actually pretty good. Next thing he's going to do, uh, end secure community. This is the one where everybody's uh, ID is checked, fingerprints are checked against the database, and immigration puts a hold on them. End that program. Okay, but replace it with something more intelligent. Now, the reality, I think what they're going to do, David, is this. They're going to use the same program and call it something else. But then say, look, we're no longer going to put a hold on anybody who meets certain criteria. You've been in the U.S. for 10 years, and then put a temporary hold on them. In 10 years, you got a kid, we're not going to put a hold on you. Go, go back about your business. Go apply for the Obama thing. Uh, now, this criteria, by the way, on, on giving work permits to parents, people who have been here five years. That's about 80% of all undocumented immigrants in America. But, you know, one of the problems, David, is um, this program is not just about providing benefits to undocumented. Uh, so you've got ending secure committees, boosting pay for ICE officers. What does that require? You want to pay ICE funding. guys more, you need funding. So this is the program they don't want to fund, boosting pay for ICE officers. Okay, explain that to people. Why don't you want to boost pay for ICE officers? But, but it was included in all the... Well, I don't understand. The other stuff doesn't cost you any money. What do you care? You gave the president that authority. You don't like the authority you gave him? Change that law. The president no longer has parole authority. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. But they can't do that because parole authority is so essential to the system and how it works. Now, I was talking about the idea that they can't just uh, help undocumented people because they need, they need to give a bone. Obama's got to give a bone. It's all politics. Got to give a bone to the, to the documented. Okay, don't be whining here. That we're only helping undocumented people. Because the reality is all we're doing is giving them a work permit. We're not fixing them. He's going to do something to fix people that are legal that want to get green cards faster. Uh, and that is recapturing old numbers. That is, even though there's a limited number of green cards every year, because of the gross incompetence of the USCIS, those numbers aren't used every year. Yet those have been allocated by Congress. And there are probably somewhere around 200, maybe 300,000 of those numbers in the last decade that haven't been used. He's going to say... We're going to use those numbers this year, this now, right now. Um, bam. Now, this is the part of the plan that was very vague in this memo. Okay, Part of the things I think he's going to do is allow H&B spouses to work, which they currently can't do. Okay, That gives work permits to 500,000 people. That would be a big deal. Um, he would uh, let people, um, if he wants to, not count family members when the principal is immigrating through employment. Now, I don't think he's going to do that. I think that's probably a little too broad for what he wants to do. But I do think what he's going to do is allow people who are in line for a green card through employment, and maybe even through family, but certainly through employment, who have to wait four, five, eight, ten years to get, legal, to get a green card, even though they're here legally working, he's going to allow them to file for a green card, actually file for adjustment. And it still might take six or eight or ten years to get your green card, but you and your family are going to have work permits and can travel, and you don't have to worry about that visa anymore. So that will be a big, big deal about what he can do. He cannot increase H-1B numbers, but he can make it easier to get the H-1Bs. And the other thing he's going to do, and of course that costs him nothing, and generates huge revenues. And we're talking about the rest of the president's program. We'll come back here in a second on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley. 
y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the third segment here. We're on a roll, aren't we, David? Here on the Immigration Hour. Uh, which Rocky calls the most listened to immigration podcast in the known universe. I was on iTunes today, by the way, and I noticed that uh, uh, we have 42 podcasts that are up on iTunes just from mid-2013 to today. I mean, there must be several hundred podcasts up there uh, that we've done over the years. I mean, it's just uh, the volume of this is just stunning. So when I do run for office, it's you're going to have to delete all that stuff for me. Who knows what I've said at some point. Uh, I'll have to deny it. I have no recollection of, of Sandy, that. Sandy Springs dog catcher requires... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about the next thing, expanding the high-tech visas, which is really nothing. Uh, strengthening border security. Because here's the deal. The plan would commit additional resources to U.S.-Mexico border to deal with undocumented immigrant traffic, partly in response to the surge over the U.S. kids. Okay, This sounds great in practice. Uh, but this is a this is the part of the plan that he needs to sell and perform on to stop uh, executive action. Um, here's your reality: this requires money. If he wants to put more resources to the border, that requires congressional funding, unless he takes it from somewhere else. Because there is a finite, they are allocated a finite number of dollars, and it's not. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of that's misspent, but there isn't a lot of extra money sitting around and go hire 10,000 new agents. That has to be funded by Congress. So, again, if if um, Ted Cruz and the boys want to unfund uh, this executive action, all their unfunding is the stuff they're in support of. So it's kind of, kind of you know, immature. And obviously, they, you know what was interesting about this? They were claiming they were going to do this before they even know what's in it. So this is like Nancy Pelosi. Let's pass, Let's pass it so we know what's in it. Okay, which turns out to be remarkably true. She wasn't lying, was she? No. No. So you you got to say Nancy Pelosi's not a liar. Go on, David, say it. No, I can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> I thought I'd get you on air saying that. I thought that'd be pretty good. Uh, not a liar about that. Can you say that? Not a liar about that? I'm sure she lied about it somewhere. I'm sure she lied. About um, expand parole. Now, David, this is, this is actually what I consider to be uh, the most important part of the program because the uh, the DACA and the deferred action for parents is not going to get anybody a green card. But this will. Now, Dave, we've talked in the past that um, somebody who comes into the country uh, illegally, undocumented, cannot get a green card without leaving the country. they got to leave. That's the, that's the punishment that Congress put in in 1996. And they can be given forgiven for that uh, 
10-year bar uh, when they leave, uh, which is activated when they leave, if they have a spouse or a parent who's a U.S. citizen permanent resident. But not kids can't ask for that pardon. So if your kid turns 21, you've been here for 25 years, kid turns 21, kid sponsors you as they're entitled to do under the law, you can't use that sponsorship until you go home for 10 years. Period. So there's probably well well over a million people, maybe two million people that, that have kids that could literally make them legal. They could, get, they could get righteous with the law if they would spend 10 more years out of the United States or if they married a U.S. citizen or got a waiver of some kind. Here's the one thing that Obama has been doing for this category for the last six months in a limited fashion, and nobody in Congress has complained about this. Military members whose parents are undocumented can come forward and say, my dad is undocumented. We had one of these cases yesterday. My mom's undocumented. She's been here for 25 years. <clears throat> this kid's going to ranger school shortly, by the way. Um, uh, been in the military for a couple of years. He comes forward and says, my mom's undocumented, which he disclosed when he enlisted, by the way. <clears throat> he didn't lie when he enlisted. But he is a U.S. He's Army. a U.S. Army, I think he's no, S4, level 4, I forget. SP. Is he a U.S. citizen? Yeah, he's born here. Okay. He's born here. Um, and so he's an SPS, F, SFP. You've got to help me with this. He's a level four. Private first class four or something like that? No. You've got to help it me It depends here. on uh, what you are. Uh, he would be... Uh, he's in, he's uh, in Kentucky, Fort Campbell. He's uh, infantry. He's infantry. A, a spec four would Spec be, four. He's yeah. a spec four. That's what yeah. he is, whatever yeah. that is. Um, and uh, so he's going to ranger school uh, early next year down in, down normally, in Columbia. Normally to go to ranger school, you, you would... Go from a specialist to an NCO, which is it would be a, okay. an E five. Okay, well, he's an going E4, to E4. If he's an E four, because they did away E four would have been the same as a corporal. But okay, they basically did away with corporal. Really, but the the, the position of corporal, but an E five is a is a buck sergeant as okay. we used to call him, and um, yeah, and to go to ranger school. You have to be an NCO, which is means that you. You tell me, Rocky have, was an NCO. You have to have a rank uh, like sergeant, okay? Well, because it's a command position. Vision. Well, he's got that. He's going to have that next early next year. And he's yeah, going to ranger probably. school. So his mom, he said, "What can I do for my mom?" I said, "Well, the, Obama has said that if your mom comes forward and makes an application for parole, called parole in place, uh, it's like magic fairy dust, and it gives you this parole says you go from being undocumented to being paroled." which is a legal entry. And once you have a legal entry, your kid can sponsor you. So she's going to pay you know, $450 for her parole to the government. That'll take three or four months to be approved. And then when she has her parole, her son will sponsor her for a green card. Obama's going to expand this, it's called Parole in Place, Parole in Place program, to every parent of a U.S. citizen. David, that means you can actually get people green cards. Now, this, I would think, would be the most controversial part. This is actually the legalization. But it's not real legalization because you're paying the fees to get the green card that you would be entitled to anyway if you left the country. But basically, you're forgiving somebody. So rather than ripping a family apart for 10 years, you're saying, well, just stay here and we're not going to rip your family apart. That sounds very commonsensical. That's a Bush word. It's very strategery. Uh, it's got a great strategery behind it. May I ask a question? Of course. I think I've heard, so I, I want to qualify my question mm -hmm. before I, either you all or I've heard it on one of the news shows. Okay, I'm I'm undocumented, but I can join the military. No, you can't. That's not true. 
Um, there is a program called MAVNI, um, which I'm not going to try to remember the name of, M-A-V-N-I, which recruits people with specific language skills who are currently non-immigrants in the United States. So you're here as a student, you're here as an H-1B worker, and you speak Urdu, or you speak Arabic, or you speak Mandarin. Uh, there was a program in place for several years that let them en- enlist in the U.S. military, uh, and uh, after they completed basic training, they would become U.S. citizens. And they had a commitment like four years or something like that. Undocumented immigrants have enlisted for generations in the U.S. United States military, and that's not currently against the law. Law allows Congress specifically, in fact, Congress specifically requires every male in the United States between 1855, regardless of immigration status, to register for selective service, David. So they would be more than happy to take undocumented immigrants if we went to war. Okay, And the Army simply has a policy right now of not enlisting undocumented immigrants. That could change tomorrow. It's not against the law if that had to happen, but it is not currently happening. So that would be in the category of a lie. You can't take your oath to become a soldier mm-hmm. or any branch and not be a citizen. Yes, you can. No. Permanent residents enlist in the military all the time. They're not a citizen. H-1B visa guys enroll in the military all the time. You can enroll, You can enlist. You, you're taking an oath of allegiance to the Constitution of the United States. You, you don't have to be a citizen to do that. Now, the, the reality is once you complete basic training, you become a U.S. citizen. You get sworn in. And those are, by the way, the, some of the coolest naturalization ceremonies you will ever see. Never saw one. Never had one on our any place. I yeah, back well, back that was like nine hundred years ago, David. They, they didn't have an oath back then. Yeah, go down to uh, Fort, go down to go down to Columbus, uh, and uh, w- you know Benning. Fort Benning. They have naturalization ceremonies every eight weeks for military enlistees. Hmm. And more power to you. Want to serve the country I love? God bless you. I'll be I'll be happy to work you as. You, and this is actually one of the great horrible things Obama has done, and Congress has made him do it but he's done it anyway, deporting veterans who never became. So if you served not during wartime, you don't automatically become a citizen. So we have all these permanent residents that have been deported because they, you know, they got to the military, they have PTSD or something, and they, they do drugs or they rob a bank. They do something stupid, right? They, we have deported hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of veterans from the United States. That is wrong. If you have spent time in the U.S. military, if you have served the country, we should just say, you know what? Done. Unless you, you know, really, unless you're a terrorist, you're out. You're, 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 you get to stay. In my opinion, that's what should happen. Um, now, there's one last thing, David, that Obama's put in his 10-point plan, the fictional 10-point plan, which they disavow, but which you and I both know is real, uh, and that is to promote naturalization. There are something like pff, several million people that are eligible for citizenship that just haven't applied. One of the reasons is it costs $680. So he's going to give a deal, 50% off, to the first 10,000 applicants this year. <laughs> Citizenship is on sale, right, but there'll be an income requirement. There's an income you requirement. Go to Walmart to get it? Or? Yeah, exactly. But you know what? That still costs $340. <laughs> For some people, David, that is, that is a week's wages sure. or two weeks' wages. And they live paycheck. How are they going to afford that? They live paycheck to paycheck on $150 a week. Um, so that's kind of where... The Obama plan is out there. I've been asked 50 times this week, well, when is he going to announce it? That, that is the question. I feel like Hamlet. That is the question. Here's, here's my prediction. Um, 
there is a big budget fight coming up. They need to extend the the, the spending cap um, by December 11th, supposedly. And they and and McConnell has pledged not never to shut down the government again. And Ted Cruz is out there demanding the government be shut down uh, because it worked so well last time. Uh, here's one of the problems, David: is the GOP. Some GOP guys have read this last election as a mandate, when in fact it was exactly the opposite. The lowest voter turnout in 70 years. Now that was fueled by a lot of Democrats not voting, a lot of independents not voting. There is no mandate. You mean yes. Mr. Obama, your president was right when he said, "I heard the two thirds." He was right. He was right. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Uh, now that disappoints me. You and I both voted. We let our voice be heard. I'm very disappointed in people that didn't vote. Very disappointed because uh, I think you've slacked off on your on your. Really, the only obligation you have as a citizen is to vote. Now, Rock, I'll chastise Rocky. Right, he doesn't believe in voting. I think that's crap. I, th- I think it's the greatest thing we can absolutely do is vote uh, because my, we let our voice be heard. My opinion is the same as as many others. Is that you have no right to talk if you haven't voted. If you haven't voted, you can't whine about it if you haven't voted. Um, and um, th- at the end of the day, this mandate doesn't exist. So tr- you know, Cruz is reading into this. You know, I, I think he's no he's no he's no idiot. Uh, he knows what it really was, but he uses it to say, "Oh, hey, we won the mandate. We we control so we can do what we want." You know, God, take my ball and I'll go home. Um, but McConnell's got a little bit more maturity than that. Uh, Boehner, on the other hand, not really quite sure. I think that, 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 see, McConnell doesn't have to worry about the tail wagging the dog in the Senate. But that tail wags the dog in the House. Uh, but now that Boehner's in for two more years, probably be his last two years. I don't think he'll run again for Speaker. I, I, you know, I'd love to see some leadership from him. Somehow we see no leadership from Boehner. And I think a lot of GOP guys would, would agree with me on that, that we haven't seen any leadership. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've got a situation where um, uh, the, the Congress is uh, probably going to renew the money for the, for, the set for, that, for the year, even if it's only through next year. And Obama may issue his executive action by Thanksgiving. I don't think it'll be this Friday. I really don't. Um, I hope it's not next week because that will destroy my Thanksgiving. Uh, I'd rather have it that first week of December. Uh, it could go as late, and I've said this for weeks. We said it last week. It could go as late as you know before Christmas. Um, the longer Obama delays, now that he said he is going to do it, the longer he delays, the worse he looks. Like, the worse looks like the people that he's trying to gain favor with. Um, so let's take a final break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano, o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar cómo, qué puedes hacer para recibir los beneficios de inmigración. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, 404-816-8611, o visítenos por el internet al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. 
Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour. Dave, one last point on the Obama, Obama, Obama DACA, Obama Deferred Action, Obama Executive Action. Here's another reason why I think he's going to do this. This, this thing, with, with obviously Congress is not going to pass immigration reform before they adjourn. So it's going to be a brand new Congress, brand new bills, brand new policy, brand new chairman. If, the reason that I would give for doing this, this to me sets the floor. Obama goes to Congress. This is what I will. This I, I will accept a lot of things, but I will accept nothing less than this. So you can go ahead and you can do other stuff. You can do other enforcement stuff. But as far as a positive immigration stuff, if it doesn't include these things, I will not sign it. So he, he gets ahead of the curve that way. This is what's really should be really smart about this. He comes out and says, "Here's exactly what I want in that bill." You can do other stuff. You know, I'll, I'll probably sign it. If you put this stuff in, I'll sign it. If you do better than this, I'll sign it. You do worse than this, I will veto it. And this way, it makes the Democrats, the bad, the Republicans, the bad guys over in the Senate for not doing what what will I believe be a very reasonable plan. He's also not going to make it effective at least for two months, likely not till March first. So uh, just look for that out there. Now, David, something else happened here in Georgia uh, yesterday, and I and I have just got to talk about this. Uh, and that is one of our one of our brilliant state senators uh, has dropped a bill, a pre-filed a bill SB six, uh, uh, which he has not entitled yet, but uh, which basically takes driver's licenses away from people who have deferred action. Now, obviously, this bill was not written in response to a memo that came out on Friday. This bill has been in the works for quite some time. It probably has the dirty fingerprints of the anti-immigrants here in Georgia all over this thing. Uh, they're going to call it the Georgia Road Safety and Driver's License Integrity Act. Um, you might as well call this the Georgia Anti-Immigrant BS Act, uh, because none of that stuff is true. Um, and here's the things it supposedly, supposedly does. Uh, provide that persons who possess lawful alien status are the only category of non-citizens who may obtain a license, who may obtain a license, permit, or card. To provide for sh- uh, to definitions, okay. Um, so basically, to take away people who already have driver's licenses, this is remarkably short-sighted. Remarkably short-sighted. Uh, but nobody should be surprised that a Georgia senator has put together uh, a remarkably short-sighted bill on immigration issues. Um, uh, as I said in the press yesterday, uh, if Georgia wants to be known as an, as an anti-immigrant state, then Josh McCoon should keep talking about this stuff. Uh, this is a bill that never saw the light of day last year in, in some form. This bill is a little bit broader than that, but get this. Uh, they've, they're defining, so Georgia is now going to define lawful alien status. So lawfully means an alien status provided by the Federal Immigration Nationality Act or any other provision by the United States Congress, Congress, not the President, provided, however, that lawful aliens shall not include a grant of any deferred deportation action from the United States Homeland Security. Great. You know what there is no such thing as? Deferred deportation status. It doesn't exist. So once, and I hate to point out flaws in the bill, but this is just an example of the ignorance and downright intentional misreading of the law 
that permeates anti-immigration bills in the Georgia legislature. Uh, this is just monumentally a stupid idea. Now, hopefully, Nathan Deal, who supposedly received 46% of the vote of Latinos in Georgia's last election, which, whatever, um, would veto a bill this stupid. Because, David, do you know who gets deferred action besides DACA kids? People applying for asylum, refugees, battered spouses, victims of crime. Um, these are who gets deferred action. Uh, and do we really want to take driver's licenses away from victims of domestic violence? Really? That's what you want to do, Josh McCune? Maybe we should get him on the phone and ask him about this bill. In fact, Dave, when we come back, maybe we will call him and see if he'll do an interview on the Immigration Hour so we can challenge him about this bill. Because my guess is he has no idea what these words mean. I hope he's listening to this. I really hope he has any idea what these words mean. The next thing that this personal information means they're going to include personal information in the bill. Uh, is including but not into individual fingerprints or other biological characteristic which shall include without limitation DNA or retinal scanning. So they want to add DNA collection to your driver's license. Where is the outcry from the civil libertarians about this? Where is all my, my conservative Republican friends? Dude, they want to take your DNA to give you a driver's license. Hello? Anybody have a problem with this? Anybody at all? Remarkable, remarkable stuff. Um, now, here's another thing. A person, a resident means a person with permanent vote in Georgia, blah, blah, blah. Uh, however, no person shall be considered a resident for purposes of this chapter unless person is a U.S. citizen. And they crossed out or an alien with legal authorization from U.S. INS, which doesn't even exist anymore, present in the U.S. pursuant to lawful alien status. There's no such thing as lawful alien status. It, it does. It, it's not lawful alien status is not defined or provided by the Immigration Nationality Act. Really, it's just remarkable the the monumental ignorance in this program. Okay, next, upon written request um, or participating in a federal verification program without limitation. So they're going to put e-verify is ready in this. It's just no big deal using the save system. Um, and what other stuff they're going to do here? So they're going to take out approved deferred action status as a ground for which you can get a work permit, and then take out or evidence of lawful alien status in a lawful presence in the U.S. under federal immigration law. So this is actually the argument. So they learned from the argument that I made on the lawsuit for tuition where, where they were saying lawful presence. Uh, these guys have lawful presence. So what? And, and Sam Olins has come out and said they have lawful presence uh, for driver's licenses purposes. So here we have a situation where they're learning from when they've been sued. But what they haven't learned is this, David. Uh, the, the Ninth Circuit recently ruled, in, an, in a preliminary ruling, that it is unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause to treat similarly situated people differently for immigration or for federal government benefits, including driver's licenses. The state of Arizona unilaterally said DACA recipients cannot receive a driver's license. And the Ninth Circuit said, you're wrong. That's a violation of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. Look, Senator, if you want me to sue you and sue the state of Georgia, we will be happy to do so again. Perhaps you want to save everybody's time and effort so you don't look like a fool again, like you did on HB 87, when the most important provision in that bill was struck down and the rest of it simply wasn't enforced. Rather than trying to destroy people's lives 
and destroy families. You go ahead and say, you know, we're going to be more welcoming to immigrants. We're going to give licenses to everybody who can pass a test, everybody who can come, who comes forward and gets a fingerprint taken, who gets a picture taken, and we will give you because we want our we want our roads safe. Because really, David, how does taking licenses away from people who already drive and have cars make the roads more safe? I They're mean, gonna drive that's anyway. logic only a state senator would understand, I believe. I mean, really, this you can tell I'm kind of ticked off about this because this is such a bad, bad idea. Um, now, this bill goes on and requires sworn statements and affidavits about possessing aliens, lawful alien status, and that they're not a current recipient of a grant of deferred action. Um, and uh, this really is remarkable. In this, this is probably written by ALEC, one of those organizations that write anti-immigration legislation, or by FAIR, or by any of the other minions that they have out here. They also increase the fines, David, uh, for uh, having a license revoked or suspended because of a guilty plea um, to $5,000 or $10,000 for future offenses. Um, now, here's the other thing they do. When a person is driving a motor vehicle without being licensed, as required by the law, um, what this does is maybe maybe remo- the car may be removed and impounded, um, so they're going to take people's cars away. Boy, lots of lots are going to fill up with lots of cars for people. Um, and this is going to be a remarkable thing. So this is, you're, drive, you're an unlicensed driver, you're driving a car, even if it's not your car, they're going to take the car away. they take the car away. So this is, I, I would think that lots of people will be upset by this bill because it does nothing. All it does is confiscate valid property of people, deprive people of the right to a, to a livelihood that they're entitled to have. Remember, these people have work permits. They can, they're, li- they're li- legal to be here. Uh, and so I, w- I will be, jo- I will joyously sue the state of Georgia over this. It would be my privilege to do so again. This time we're going to ask for lawyers' fees because this time they have been warned. Uh, so hopefully the, the legislature will see the light of day and not pass this crazy bill uh, and not allow Georgia once again to become a laughing stock. You know what this is like, David? This is Georgia jumping the immigration shark. Again, I mean that's what this is: jumping the shark on immigration. One again in Georgia. What you didn't hurt the economy enough last time? You want to do it again? Ah, David, I had it up to here with these clowns. It's time to run for office, don't you think? Do you, do you uh, ever talk to other legislators? I uh, talk to other legislators about this. And um, why, you know, with the with the speeches that you give, like mm-hmm. you're doing tonight and so forth, and and the class um, that you do at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, why why isn't there an undertow? Why isn't there, I don't want to say revolution, but why are the people that hear you not coming forth? And Well, people that do hear us come forth, but, you know, uh, understand that we have a legislature that's only had one, it only has one political party legislature. You understand that, right? So Democrats have nothing to do with what happens in the, down in the Georgia legislature, in reality. If Republicans want it to pass, it'll pass. It's a one-party state. Uh, so you do have sensible Republicans who say, you know, why are we doing this? Come on, you're making us look like idiots. Or how about those Republicans who have, who have people working for them that need to drive? Why would they vote for this? This is just stupid. They're legally employing somebody in the United States. Why would they vote to take their driver's licenses away? This is damaging to the economy. And this is an economy that already is the worst in the country. We have the highest unemployment rate in the United States. And we want to make it worse? 
Maybe these guys should be thinking about something to help themselves, help help the economy rather than support their own anti-immigration uh, xenophobic tendencies. That's probably all I should say for today, David. Uh, <laughs> with that, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, next week may or may not be a repeat show. Uh, David's going to be on vacation, and we may not be able to record again before that happens. But uh, if you, you don't hear from us next week, I hope you, everybody who's listening has a joyous Thanksgiving. Uh, now, I know, Dave, you love replaying these shows, so this show will probably replay again next week. Uh, and if you ever want to ask us questions or if you think you should be on the Immigration Hour, reach out to me at uh, chuck at immigration.net uh, or uh, just call us at 404-816-8611. Ask for me. I'd love to get you on and get your opinion. Uh, we are a bipartisan show. Uh, we just go after immigration issues. Whether, you, whether you're a fool and a Democrat or a fool and a Republican, you'll be called out on this show. So until next week, David, I mean, you're going to have a great trip to Maine. Enjoy yourself. Um, Thank you. Sir. Relax up there. I'm jealous. Uh, it'll probably be the weather just like today, but with a little <laughs> more snow. Uh, but until then, this is Chuck Cook on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio.